Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. We're hosts Jared and Patrick. That's me. That's the sound guy, Joe. Hello, hello. And our co-host, Tatum. Hello. Tell us what we're talking about. We're talking about Midsummer, the horror movie directed by Ari Aster. How, is that how you say it? Midsommar is the name of the English title, which translates to, in Swedish, Midsummer. So, mm-hmm. either way, yeah, you know. Yeah, Midsummer. Midsommar. But if you look up the movie Midsummer, you're going to get like a love story, something nice. But this is a horror movie. Mm. Yes, yeah, psychological thriller. Takes place in Sweden, that's why I said hello, hello in Swedish. That was, that was your Swedish accent? Hello, hello. Oh, it's, it's perfect. Easy. It's pretty. You easy. could have been cast. Nah, man. Oh man. See, me as see you Florence got, Pugh. As, as Florence, a, she's not the Swedish one. As a as a Muppets <laughs> fan, we all I know Swedish Chef. So like, that's not Swedish. Yeah, you didn't watch the movie either. Swedish Chef is the main villain. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, the antagonist in the yeah. psychological thriller. She Herman Herman. That would really. <laughs> with my head if I was watching that movie and 90 minutes in. <laughs> Swedish chef comes out of nowhere. Here's your bargain, a stupid body in the bird. Okay, so Tatum, this is this was your recommendation for yeah. us for this episode, so uh, take us through the journey. Okay, so despite it being one of my favorite movies, I've only watched it once in the past three years. Mm. But it was one of those movies where I watched it once and I was telling Joe about this that Ari Aster has such an amazing mind and creates images so well there's so many iconic scenes that just I want to say stay ingrained in your brain forever um I'll give a basic plot summary so you have your main character played by uh Florence Pugh her name's Danny and then you have her boyfriend Christian so the very opening scene of the movie if you cannot handle, I don't want to say gore because it's not gory, but if you can't handle unsettling things, death, do it's not watch horror. this movie. It's horror. I feel like that comes with the territory. But like, there's a difference between campy gore and realistic, like unsettling gore, which sure. is what this movie falls in, I would say. So the very opening scene, you find out that Danny's sister has committed a slip and slide. <laughs> And <laughs> what suicide? Oh, murder sorry. suicide. And, okay. Double murder yeah. suicide. Okay. Suicide. And <laughs> so, I'm sorry. so Danny's sister has killed their parents and herself. And that's the very that's just the opening scene. Mm-hmm. And it's them kind of going through the house slowly. And how they how she killed them and herself is she took kind of like vacuum tubes and connected them to the car's exhaust pipe to their mouths. So a pretty gruesome way. Poisoning. Yeah. To her mouth. So, uh, she just to her mouth as well. Uh-huh. The... So toxic. Yeah. Hey. Oh, oh, my God. But mm. then it kind of <laughs> takes you on a journey, Danny's early journey of grief, mm. uh, grieving her sister and her parents. And you have her boyfriend, Christian, who objectively is a piece of crap. Mm. He, he sucks. He... Uh, the he, movie sets up very early on that he might not be in this relationship for her. Yes. He's mm-hmm. very narcissistic. Um, he diminishes her feelings a lot, even though she just went through, like, a super painful thing in her life. And so there's this group of friends that Christian is in, and he's kind of crap-talking to them about Danny. And some of them kind of try to defend her, including one of them. Oh, my gosh, what's his name? Pele, the, the yes. Swedish guy. Pele. I actually have a little bit of a game for you guys. 
So, we've introduced two characters, Pele I and also Christian. have a game, so I want you to know we're going to play two. This one's very short. This okay. one's very short. Okay. So, Christian is Danny's boyfriend, right? Yes. And Pele is just her friend. So I'm gonna list things that um, one of them does in the movie, and, oh. you, have to, and you have to match yep. which. Are you yep. guys ready for this? Yeah, this is something I noticed watching. All right, this are one. you yep. guys ready for this? Yep. Makes eye contact with Danny. Is that Christian, her boyfriend, or Pele? Pele. Her friend? I feel like Pele. Both. Pele. You are correct. It was Pele. Christian doesn't have any. Christian respect does for her not anymore. look into the, her eyes once. Mm -mm. In the whole movie? Nope. No respect. I mean, they he doesn't want to each other. Like they do, but <laughs> that doesn't mean. How anything? did I not notice this? <laughs> oh, there's a lot of things you won't notice. All right, next up, Christian or Pele. He represses her feelings. Christian. Christian. <laughs> <laughs> represses her feelings. I know you're. All right, all right. You guys are getting good at this. Um, intentionally tries to isolate her from other people. Christian. Christian. Actually, no, Pele, because Christian wouldn't even care. He wants to be away from her. Oh, well, he could technically do it in a different way, but for different motives. Like, different reasoning towards the end. Are we only talking about these three characters, or yes. do we name what okay, these sorry. gentlemen do to Pele. or for I say Pele. I, I mean, technically, Pele, towards the end, I mean, obviously, they isolate Christian her. Christian keeps telling her to, like, walk off. Yes. So the, the correct answer here is Christian. Uh, yeah. Pele wants to bring her into the family. I feel like Pele... But he also isolates her what from the, the people again? she's I with. Have, uh, try like tries to get her to isolate herself. I'm trying to think of a tries to did. get her to isolate I mean, herself. I think the wording tries. might be a little misleading, but, but okay. He doesn't do this. I feel like Christian's more of like an emotionally isolation kind of thing. That's true. I, yeah, I can I can see that. Okay, next up, wants her to open up and asks her about her feelings. Is this Christian or Pele? Pele. <laughs> there we go. Shh. All right, next up. She kisses him back. Pele. Pele. Pele, you guys got it. And last one, gaslights her. Christian. <laughs> False. It is actually both. Yeah. Technically both, yes. Yeah. But in the that meaner was way. Boyfriend or guy friend. <laughs> oh. One did it to manipulate her, the other one did it as a jerk. Yeah. yeah. The one did it with like worse intentions. By far. So you can go like, on. Yeah. So um, essentially you have Pele, who is this Swedish friend, and every, is it every year they have this festival? Every 90 years. Every 90 years. They I, have. I thought it was every 90 years. It does like the whole sacrificial stuff, and but it happens every year. I no, think every, every 90 years is that nine day feast, which is what it's the whole thing centered around. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I thought like, so at the end of the ritual, uh, this person or the. There's a girl that does the twirling around the thing, right? Yeah, the Midsummer Queen. The Midsummer yeah. Queen. The May Queen, May Queen. The May Queen. I thought it was every 90 years the May Queen chooses people to sacrifice, and it, but the whole thing happens every year. That's how I, that's what I remember. I don't I think remember, I remember there being a line about like, uh, this is <clears throat> like the feasting okay. is a once in a lifetime. I think lifetime. the special stuff, but Midsummer Festival in real life, it's like a mid, yeah, happens, yeah. I think the third Saturday of June. Okay. That makes sense, knowing like the Earth and how yep, North third Swedish Saturday in June Sweden each is. year. Okay, so, they mention the ninety years a lot. That's why yeah, I'm yeah. pretty yeah. Confident. Okay, so which I'm assuming happens because of yeah. So, um, Pele talks about this festival that they're having, and originally it was just going to be the guy friends, but then Pele, I believe, invites uh, Danny's character, and Danny wants to go, and Christian is like, "No, you shouldn't go with us," and tries to do everything in his power to not get her to go, but because he wants to break up with her. 
Yeah, because he thinks she sucks. And so they all end up going, and uh, it's really not that it's hard to explain, but they all go to this festival, and things kind of take a turn because everything's relatively normal. I think they do drugs as soon as they get there. Yep. Hallucinogen. They were given mushroom tea as soon as they got there. Yeah, so you're already given the sense of, like, unease. And then they oh, show them. Comment about that. They show them one of their first rituals that they go through, which immediately puts <clears throat> Danny in a bad place. Where they take the elders, the oldest people in the community in the village, and they jump off of a cliff onto a rock. Yeah. And they show all of it. So that immediately puts Danny into a panic, and she's like, "I want to go." And Christian's like, "No, we need to stay. It's their culture." Babe, I'm trying to keep an I'm open mind. I'm trying to mind. write a thesis, bro. <laughs> so um, eventually, one by one, the friends start disappearing, and Christian is just being worse and worse and worse to Danny. And Danny, Pele, obviously becomes a comforting person to her and she takes to Pele a lot and the rest of the people in the village a lot and there's a festival in which she competes in a way uh, and eventually becomes the May Queen and she finds out that Christian has cheated on her with one of the younger women in the village. For another uh, ritualistic cultural yes. reason. Yes. And the... I mean, spoilers, I guess. No, but, full spoilers for the whole movie. Uh, she is the May Queen at the end, and then you find out that the village has murdered uh, all of her friends in a very gruesome, graphic way, and they're all put into this little temple at the end, including Christian, who has now been stuffed inside of a bear while he is alive, and the entire temple with all the friends and Christian inside is burned uh, set ablaze while Danny watches, smiling and in her May Queen smiles. dress. Yeah. Uh, from my basic understanding, I don't have all that much to say, but from my basic understanding, a lot of the main themes of this movie is, is has to do a lot with like control, with either having yes. control or lack thereof. Uh, there's a lot of control of like... <clears throat> of trying to get control of your of these characters' lives. Like, uh, Danny wants... Uh, to control her life in a lot of ways or, or in the beginning of the movie, then, like, as soon as they uh, get to this uh, Swedish place, they're giving uh, mushroom tea, they trip, lose control, and mm-hmm. there's, like, an, like, a continuation or a repeating cycle of that. Um, the actress for Danny, who is it? Florence, Florence Pugh. Pugh. You may Looks... know her from Black Widow. Oh, or really? Don't Worry, Darling. Oh, oh, she's the one who does like the goofy explosion. That was <laughs> really bad. She's, she's or Little Women. She's just an amazing actress. The the poster for the movie to me looks like Brie Larson crying. So that's where I was confused. What? She looks like no. Brie Larson in in the po- in the poster. I'm looking at her. It's, okay, go on. <laughs> Sorry, that's all I wanted to say. What I want to bring up is uh, it follows the old school formula, and I really had some fun kind of diving into that. We got a last girl. We got a yep. last. Uh, we got, yep. Danny is our final last girl, girl yep. final girl. Uh, so the idea of this for listeners who don't understand the whole horror concept, uh, there is this formula of a final girl where you have a party of uh, a group of people uh, who all do uh, something that the final girl doesn't, and it's supposed to kind of speak to morals in a sense. I couldn't really gather what it was. I bring it to the discussion table so y'all can help me. But like, so. Uh, Danny is the final girl, and which means that she is purer than the others because she lives because she does something. 
Um, I I know the other guys all have their reasons for being killed. Like uh, Nate uh, disrespects their ceremonies, pisses on the tree. <laughs> yeah. um, he's from Shameless. Will Poulter is the actor's yeah. name. Yes. Uh, the little kid. Funny. He's kind of like. Wasn't no, he the little no, kid? He's, he's the. He's a teenager. He's, a, he's a teenager. Didn't he also play in Maze Runner? I think so. I, yeah, yeah, the kid with the eyebrows. He was he was the comic relief in this movie yeah. a little bit. Wasn't he yeah, the little sure. kid from Shameless? I don't know. I just I've only seen the later Shamelesses. Okay. Um, uh, but what I was gonna say, I'm trying to recall. Sorry. Train of thought. No, you're good. <laughs> no, why the other people? <laughs> why were they killed. got killed? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the the couple. Uh, uh, that is like the first to die. Yes, they, they disrespect the ceremony and kind of like openly uh, insult it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because of the suicide of the old people, right? They're yeah. like, Ugh. yeah. Uh, so they all have a trend of disrespecting this uh, like religious authority that is there. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one who doesn't is Christian, but rather his crime here is. Uh, sort of like a di- disrespecting infidelity with Danny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Danny does something here, which all the others don't, which I think it is just complying. Mm. Uh, she's the only one who really, her and Christian are the only ones who follow the rules. Mm. Um, which also brings a little, which is where I'm kind of a little stuck because Christian makes this weird. Because if it wasn't for Christian, the idea of this movie is like, Follow those in control if you want to live. But then there's Christian, and that doesn't really work with Christian. So it's, it's like the final girl thing works, what but do you then mean it doesn't work. What doesn't work with Chris? I understand what you mean. Because uh, Christian doesn't die because of any sort of disrespect for religious things. It's a disrespect or, to Danny. It's a disrespect to Danny. Mm-hmm. But nobody else dies because of that. But it would no. make sense because he disrespected her, like cheated on her, even if it was for um, traditional reasons. But it was after she was crowned the May Queen. So, so I wonder if they by... took that into account. It was also Danny's last tether, as shitty as he was, to the outside world. Yes. So I think even if he did everything perfectly, he would have to go. But... I think the choice of <clears throat> Christian has to die ultimately fell on Danny's like opinion and what she decided to do and that was the kind of nail in the coffin she belongs to the was it Harga or Farga cult? I think it was Harga. Harga. Yeah. So he had to go either way. I don't think yep. there's anything he could have done. It's it's really fun to see this like classical or not the classic mm-hmm. the class the the classic sort of horror final girl trope play out. Yes. But I also find it really fun that I am kind of stuck on this sort of portion of it because it isn't exactly a final girl stor- formula, and there's something here that's a little extra to it because she doesn't. Final girls usually they get out and they get out alive, but most of all they're out. She doesn't get. Out, mm-hmm. which kind of also blurs yeah, a lot. But she thinks she's she, out. She, she, she thinks she's out, but she, she's been manipulated yeah. to that point. She she's out of the life she had before she went there. But she's not technically out because she's still in con- under control in some way. It just shifted from being a boyfriend to being a cult. So she's still. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's so it's just fun to me. I keep I've been thinking about this movie the entire past like 24 hours because mm-hmm. I'm trying to be like this follows the tropes, but it doesn't. Or maybe mm-hmm. it does, but I'm not seeing it. And so I'm like all in circles about this movie. I loved it visually. 
So beautiful. My gosh. Uh, The cinematographer, I try to remember his name before. Ari Aster? That's the director. He's the director, yeah. Cinematography was from Powell Porgo Zelski? Yeah, that guy. (laughs) Pogor Zelski. Powell Porgo Zelski. Oh, I wonder, because they shot this in Sweden. I wonder if this is someone they picked up there. It's all the images that are made are so beautiful. There's one specific scene. Well, there's a lot of them, but one where it's a shot of the trees and you can actually see Danny's sister, an outline of her in the trees. Oh, hold on. I'll pull it up. But you can see her. And then is the it entire... when she's tripping and the textures of the tree are I like draining so. down the tree? Did you, did you all see that? Yes. Oh, it's my almost like the trees gosh. are like talking and moving like the entire time. It's there's so some beautiful. beautiful visual effects in this purely for yes. the purpose of selling the drugs. When uh, uh, sell the drugs, sell the drugs. <laughs> uh, when Danny's first made. Uh, the, the maid queen, uh, the entire scene as she's looking at people, talking to people, the, the flowers, uh, the, the the flower petals mm-hmm. oh, like grow and shrink. Uh, the the center of a flower, I forget what it is. Like, yeah. Uh, like grows and shrinks and like it adds this uncanny effect to where it looks like almost like the, the, he- the head uh, crown is like breathing. Hmm. And the entire movie, literally the plot is given away multiple times. Every single character's death. That is t- Terrifying. Is, right? Her face is in the trees, and it's you wouldn't notice it at all unless you were looking at it. They're in the trees. It's in, they're Yikes. in the trees. It's Kind of looks beautiful. like Florida. Her nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw I it. it. I know what this but is all about. everyone's death is given away. Like, there's something that happens with Christian, and he has a bare pillow, or there's some part of it. I think it's when him wasn't and Danny it, are arguing. Wasn't it when he was talking with the um, old lady, like the elder? And in that white room, there's like some imagery of a bear. On there's fire. a hint staring at the bear. Yeah. There's that, and there's the tapestry at the very beginning that they all look at when they first get there. But before that, before they even go to Sweden, oh. there are hints at every single character's death, like very explicitly. That obviously you wouldn't catch unless you watched it multiple times. But then the plot is given away again when they look at the tapestry and they see the bear and they see all the characters in it mm. right when they get there. It's it's insane the, how many times they throw it in your face. The tapestries were a wonderful touch. Yes. Uh, just because that is a set design sort of uh, decisions, uh, I imagine, writing also. But uh, just the – it is so – it's done so well to the point where, like, it's not needed by any means. For example, the the tapestries with the charm spell mm. uh, that it shows very early on – where uh, they bring the couple over to their tent and they're like, oh, well, also take a look at these ta- tapestries while they're on the way. And it shows this whole thing of a, like a, a girl like cutting her, her pews, bleeding into a cup and whatever and all of that. You don't have to pay attention to that part and still kind of see the charm spell working later on. But it sells things all the more when you get to that one dinner scene where at the, they're at the very long table and everybody's got this like orange juice, but... Christian's orange juice is just a little redder mm. than all of the other glasses on the table. It stands out because it's, uh, but it's a small detail. If you're not really paying, looking for anything like that, you don't see it, but it's there. And anybody who remembers the tapestry sees that thing goes, he's about to get f- 
in multiple <laughs> ways. But you, you just sit there and you're like, but maybe not. But maybe. It's beautiful. All the subtlety that's done through the tapestries, through this, the details, the set design, the props. It's It all blends together. like slowly hint like in multiple ways. So you can catch it very early on, like you're mm-hmm. saying, where you can tell where they're going to die before they even go there. Or it can be something that is you kind of learn before you're... I feel like it's like you learn if you're watching with people. There's Everybody's going to have their, like, moment where they, yes. they're like, 100%. Oh, oh, this is what's happening. Or, oh, I saw a thing. So I, I'm kind of sad I watched this movie alone. Because I would have <laughs> loved to be sitting on a couch right? and been like, oh There's blood God. in her cup! There's blood in Christian's cup! <laughs> well, something else, like, there's a group of children in the very beginning um, that are playing the game Skin the Fool. And it's interesting because you said earlier, oh, Mark, the character was comedic relief. And he's the one who gets skinned and turned into like a dummy. So that's, oh, it's just so interesting. And speaking of deaths and the way people die, I brought in a game. So Joey actually gave me this idea. And because we're talking about horror movies and you guys don't usually talk about horror movies on here, I thought that I would give you guys a, there's 15 they are deaths that either may or may not be from horror movies. A mm. lot of them are really campy, and I want you guys to determine whether or not I just made the death up, real or fake. if it's real, like something that was actually greenlit <laughs> by a director, actor, producer. Oh my goodness! I love this. Okay, go. I get to play a real or fake. I'm so excited. Okay, are, <laughs> are you guys you, ready? Are you picking up the? Okay. <laughs> Is it real? Why or are fake? you picking up the gun? Is it real or fake, Joe? <laughs> okay. So this first one is, I will keep it relatively vague, but some of them have details. So this first one is death by glass door. So a man essentially walks, do you know those glass doors in the front of stores like Walmart? So he walks through one of those and they close on him and his front half and back half get split in half by the glass door. Real and I'm going to say Final Destination. Okay. I'm going to specifically guess a movie here. I I believe that's a real movie. Okay. If it was like a glass door, I think that's fake. I think you made that up. It is real, but oh. it's not from Final Destination. Ah. It's from a movie called 13 Ghosts. Hmm. 13 Ghosts. Okay. He was one of the ghosts, I guess. I guess. So another one is Death by Corn Cob. So a woman corn takes cob. a corn cob, one of the ones that you just stick on the ends of a oh. cob of corn, and stabs someone in the back, and they die. In the back? Those things aren't <laughs> that aren't long enough. So uh, I could see this being a horror thing, but you're also you made a it up. big horror aficionado. I'm going to go ahead and say real. I, I'm i going to say fake here. I'm going to... Okay. Fake. It's real. Oh. It's from a movie called Sleepwalkers. A mm. woman stabs a cop in the back with a corn cob, and he dies. Oh, <laughs> my. But they're not even, like... They're not long. I, long enough to I can get the right I vertebrae, mean, maybe, I guess. Maybe it was, like, a full-length, like, corn cob. <laughs> I don't know. So this next one is Cake Mixer to the Face. <gasps> Do you know readers? Okay. Fake. Real. Okay. Real. So this is real. Too comical. Fake. What? Yeah. But in the movie You're Next, someone does take a blender to the head. But doesn't mm. die. No. They die. Oh. Yeah, you don't take a blender to the head. You're next. Oh. She literally, boom, just plops oh. it on him. Not a cake mixer, though. Though I think that would be a very interesting death. So, Swedish this chef next. Makes a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> this next one uh, Impaled by a mannequin arm. Ooh. <laughs> real death by mannequin arm. Real. I, I think that's real because there's a lot of movies that like uh, rely on mannequins and dolls and stuff. Okay. It 
is a very creative idea. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with Robert. I really set myself up for failure with this one. I'm going to go with real. It's real. Cool. It's from the movie Hide and Go Shriek. <laughs> uh, next one is Thumb War to the Death. Do you guys have a thumb war? That's gotta be this fake. Is fake. This is fake. You made this gotta up right be now. Fake. It was fake. You, okay. I saw your grin. I was sold that you well, were so happy these, about But some that of these one. are just so campy. Okay, um, this one. The victim gets trapped in a pizza and then eaten alive. That's Ooh. real. <laughs> that's real, and that's how I'm gonna go out. Pizza. Uh, I'm Mama gonna say media. fake, just because I don't want it to be real. But I already know. It's real, and it's from <laughs> A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, yeah! The Dream Master. <laughs> yeah! I think multiple people actually get trapped inside of the pizza. And he, oh, what does oh, he lucky say? lucky them. He has some iconic line that's like, oh, it's meat lovers, or something yeah. like that. Like, something really campy. Cowabunga. Okay, uh, death, the camera. death by killer tire. That's, that's real. real. That's, that's real. real from the movie Rubber. Mo- yeah, real from rubber. the movie Rubber. I love that movie. We, we've talked about Rubber on our we past okay. movie appreciation uh, episode. I love Rubber. Okay. Uh, death by automatic car wash. Real. My mom is terrified of that, and she hates going through car washes. Really? I, so I'm going to go ahead and say real. I'm going to say real. I think I've seen this movie. It's fake. But, <laughs> no, we haven't. But <laughs> in Final Destination, she does go through a car wash and almost gets killed, but she doesn't. Early versions that's, that's of her, early versions of the movie did have her getting killed, but they decided the only interesting part was that she survived, so they didn't have her get killed. <laughs> However, I think it'd be very campy. Okay, um, girl gets beaten to death with a giant pancake. <laughs> oh my goodness, fake. that's fake. This this seems fake. Real. What? It's from Lumberjack Man. <laughs> I like this. Lumberjack Man. <laughs> yes. Okay, the next one we have uh, Death by Pogo Stick. Real. Pogo Stick is real. Oh, that's... Oh, I can see it. I'm going to say real because I feel like I've seen it. Real from the movie Leprechaun. Yeah, I've seen this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Don't watch Leprechaun. No. Okay, <laughs> uh, someone... Gets a hole kicked through them with a soccer ball. <gasps> Ooh, I played soccer. So, this <laughs> so was, it was this Joey, was, This obviously. was real, and this real. has happened in my life story. This reminds me of, uh, I think it's Shanghai Warriors. There's a, like, uh, con- uh, Hong Kong action flick. Uh, Shaolin, Shaolin Soccer. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's Kung Flu action flick with soccer. So it's all, like, the Hong Kong sort of Jackie Chan editing. Oh, my God. But for a soccer match. <laughs> That's camp. Uh, but I'm going to say fake. It's fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a movie where someone gets a basketball thrown at their head and their head gets knocked clean off their shoulders. So that's that. Three-pointer, am I right? Half <laughs> <laughs> oh court shot. Okay, uh, blasted with a gun and then wrapped in cotton candy. Ooh. Real. That's real. That's that probably like one real. of those clown ones. Yes, killer clowns from outer space. Such a great movie. Okay, we're down to our final three. Okay, uh, death by glitter inhalation. Real. Ah, That's real. Fake. It's fake. Whoa. (laughs) The more realistic ones, I'm like, hmm. (laughs) Okay. Beaver with a chainsaw. (laughs) Real. Zombievers was the movie. Yep. It's fake, but Zombievers is a movie. (laughs) I know what you're talking about because I love Zombievers, (laughs) but not a beaver with a chainsaw. I'm picturing Zombievers and someone being... Killed with a chainsaw, and I think I'm just blending two different Like movies. Ash Williams Beaver. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> then the final one is Homicidal Thanksgiving Turkey. Thanks Killing. 
Fake. It'd be a great a Thanksgiving really good, film. A bad horror movie. So I'm going to say real. It's real, and it is from Thanksgiving. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and the, it he talks. acted out a bunch of <laughs> college talks. kids on Thanksgiving break. I How's this for this stuffing? Yeah. <laughs> There's like four Thanksgiving movies. Wow. Four? Really? There's a lot. I love the ones, uh, Dino Croc versus Super Gator. I really, I'm a bit. Shark to Puss, one, two, and three. Mm. Dino Classic. Shark, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I just like poorly CGI'd horror movies. Which is not midsummer. Uh-huh. So <laughs> the deaths in this movie are gruesome, though. There's definitely some CGI that has to be involved. So here. one of them, the Blood Eagle one, uh, I forgot. The I think Blood it's Simon. Uh, he's, oh, yeah. he's the one that gets flayed. That's actually uh, oh, Nordic. I think it's Nordic. It is Nordic. Actu- an actual death. He's still alive. You mm. can see his lungs. It's one of the final deaths that we see in the movie because it's one of the most. I would say it's one of the most gruesome. It, like in a yeah. ranking. Like how I would want to be killed. Uh, Welcome to Watch his Mojo. Is the least. <laughs> Top his ten is ways to get definitely killed. the least. But there's one that isn't shown. Um, Will's? The girl. No, the girlfriend. The girlfriend of Simon. Yeah, her name was Connie. And it's in a deleted scene, but I think she just gets like chains to her legs with cinder blocks, and she gets drowned. Mm. <laughs> she just gets drowned. So it's like not that big of a deal. But I don't know why they deleted it. Actually, I think I've heard that um, in. In the home release, like Blu-rays or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, they have like deleted scenes included. Like, so it's, so this is a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, thirty minutes of cut content added in, so it's probably there. So it's a three hour version of Midsummer. There's another argument ver- or argument scene that I did for a class not too long ago between Christian and Danny. That got cut out of the film. I don't know. It was so beautiful. But I guess they were like, they're arguing too much. (laughs) (laughs) Cut out. To be fair, they do argue a lot. They do. But I feel like it really, like. It's a realistic depiction of relationships. Oh, 100%. Especially if they're just locked and with each other. For four years. Yeah. Right? I think so, yeah. Four year relationship. And like the guy is just. He doesn't even know. (laughs) <laughs> We've been going on almost three years. Three and a half. Uh, is he, he says three and a half, and she says four. More, oh. But it ends up being more than four, too. Uh, four plus. Yeah. And her birthday was forgotten. Uh. And her yeah. birthday was forgotten. Something I want to bring up that I kind of mentioned to Patrick was that the very opening sequence where we find uh, the sister who committed suicide and killed the parents, that I 100% believe and back this, that that was done by the cult. Okay. I wa- you told me about this, but you didn't get into details because you want to talk about so, it now, so I need to know your reasoning. So a big us. thing that they play with is colors in it. Obviously, the two main colors in that opening scene are dark blue and bright yellow. And we know that bright yellow is such a key color in the Midsummer Festival because of the giant yellow temple. And we also drinks. see bright yellow flowers on either side of the parents' bedsides when we see them. Oh. And if I'm not wrong, I think there's a crown of some sort on one of their nightstands as well. So like a there's flower crown? I think so. So there is a lot of hints that hint towards the cult killing the parents and uh, the sister, which I feel like I feel like makes entire sense because if they knew Pele and Pele was like, hey, like maybe he was scouting Danny out this entire time he knew Christian. He was like, there's this girl. She already has an anxiety disorder. Let's She's kill already, her She family. already has a shitty boyfriend. <laughs> Oh, no. We're going to Sweden in three months. Let's go ahead and send their sister some emails. He you know is, like, cultishly friendly to her. Mm-hmm. Always. Like, from mm-hmm. the first scene they're together, uh, 
he's they're not even the the phone conversation he, where she's not even there. He's like backing her up. He he's being sort of like on her side a little more than the rest when she comes over to the dorm to be like, "Yeah, I'm going to Sweden." He's the only one who's really supportive of that. Um, Bailey is probably just a scout for the club or if the cult. The I'm, club. I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> like he he's very proud when they give him his little wreath of uh, leaves. Because uh, he brought in all the new uh, the the new worlders or whatever, mm. um, yeah. I don't. So something I. So you're saying the the props in the room mm-hmm. uh, for this uh, murder suicide are the hints towards this. One hundred percent. Like I think, especially I think it plays such a huge part considering how big of a role tiny props and details play in the rest of the film. That's fair. Like, nothing that would be like, my name is Pele. I did this murder. But also at the same time, like, the email that the sister wrote to Danny, like, I don't know. It's just not, seems realistic because the sister has depression, if I'm not wrong. But at the same time, it's like, everything is black now. I'm taking our parents. Goodbye. (laughs) Like, it doesn't give any details. It doesn't, it's not the typical. That I would know of. <laughs> Typical suicide, double murder, suicide <laughs> format. So I feel like that's, I feel like there's too much that hints at it. And it would be silly to assume automatically that she did this coincidentally around the time of the festival. It's an Ari Aster movie, so I don't think we'll ever get like a straight answer. Oh, no, but, oh, not at all. Yeah, I think that's a strength. I think that's a strength of it. Oh, 100%. Your agreement, your argument has swayed me. I agree. The cult killed oh. the parents. Hmm. I'm not entirely there yet, but I can see the logic behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, something I wanted to bring up with this movie, we were mentioning earlier the sort of setup to where things are like uncomfortable when they're first arriving there. They do the drugs, and that's your your sort of cue to where things are, are about to start getting weird. She gets like that freaky thing where she sees somebody in the shed, but there wasn't anybody really. Um, I personally found the unsettling part to start even before that with the uncanny shots and sound designs surrounding when they drive to the field. Mm-hmm. It is it was it was unsettling and it set me up in the same mood that I was in for the rest of the movie where it's you start by watching them drive down the road and then the camera starts turning to where the uh, everything's upside down and then it kind of morphs over the car like and a then flips Kubrick again. Thing? Uh what do you mean Kubrick? Like like the opening shot of The Shining. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The car driving down the road. Yeah. Kind of, kind like, of like more that, in depth. But if you remember, it's it's almost even more unsettling than that. Because you have that side of it uh, okay. where the camera's moving, kind of watching them. But it's not... It's not following the rules. It's it's going upside down. It's mm. morphing over the car. It's moving. And the entire time while this is happening, uh, there is this sort of... I'm going to pull it up. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I have the movie downloaded, but I need to hey. go to Amazon, and I don't. I wonder if the parents dying was kind of like a nod to the elders dying in the village. I don't know about that. I think that was, I think going with your the cult did it theory, mm-hmm. um, that was kind of just an effort to Cutting se- more ties sever her. Because then she for sure would have no ties. Dude, justice for my boy Josh, man. He just wanted to write a paper. But doesn't that... Never mind. I was going to say, doesn't that imply that they were, like, searching for her the whole time? But I guess if Pele was a scout to begin with, that's mm-hmm. the whole point. Yeah, I get it. Okay. 
So what a name! Is Pele doesn't even sound. There's a soccer Swedish. player named Pele. I think he's like uh, South American. It's, it's a Brazilian greatest of all time. Yeah. Isn't that like Hawaiian? Uh, Pele, like Pele is a definitely Polynesian Brazilian name. This is why. Okay. This is one of the things I was trying to find. It's above one of their beds in um, in oh, I forgot whose apartment it is in the movie, but it's a painting of a bear with a little blonde girl in front of it. Mm. Wait, let me see. I say oh. that because you grabbed my phone so weird. I grabbed it from the top because you're you holding it. You got it like a hamster. Like you're just a <laughs> <laughs> It's the rat grab. I, I, <laughs> I say that about Pele the name because there's a Polynesian god named Pele. I wonder if that has so. any significance. God of what? Yeah. Uh, uh, Christian fire, was volcano, Christian destruction, was ash bear. type stuff. Hmm. More or less. That's not you know, man, not verbatim. Justice for my, bear, for my man the bear. He ain't do nothing and wrong. The, for real. And there was... Uh, yeah, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of this. I think what the it's bear almost do? trying to tie Christian to the idea of a bear somehow. Like it, this is it's metaphorical somehow. It feels like He's just with bear. the way these shots are composed um, and the way it happens. Like even him just um, moping in the uh, paralyzed in the temple. Oh before my he gosh. Burns. Sorry, I just found something that someone else pointed out. Um, Danny, when Danny's hallucinating after she's crowned the May Queen, she hallucinates her sister in the group of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Whoa. no, she sees her mom as her well. Mom she and her she dad. goes like, "Mom, mom," and then the person moves past her. But her sister is like off to the side. I didn't even. Oh my gosh, Ari Aster is a genius. The, the, thing about these the, the mom and sister pop up multiple times. There's even like this I didn't one, know the dad did too, though. I didn't know the dad did either. He, um, but what I wanted to bring up, going to the the clip I brought up here. So I'm talking. I put up, pulled up the clip from the movie of this drive scene that happens, and I want you guys to pay attention to the sound here okay. because it really is unsettling. Simply put, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the um, Forest Temple in Ocarina of Time. A little bit, but it's it's so out of place compared to the shot here. Mm. Because the shot is of this bright, open field of them in their car driving mm. through. But the camera, it's it's this noise combined with this camera. Because the camera is breaking the rules. There's set cinematography rules, like don't flip your shot. But it actively during the shot turns upside down moves over the car then fixes itself it's just this un like that happening at the same time you're hearing this music and they're just in the car quietly it's oh man i that part of the movie happened i'm like okay we're in the spooky now. <laughs> I think it's interesting because you wouldn't be able to tell, like, if you went in blind, not knowing what the movie was about, you wouldn't know, is it because something bad's going to happen or is it because you're kind of following Danny with her grief? So she kind of shut off from the world. Like, that's how I would see it is like, oh, when yeah. I first watched it, I was like, oh, she's like when you experience sadness or grief and you have almost like tunnel vision and everything just sounds like white noise. I can kind of see that, but it's not... Because there's, there's stuff this movie does to show when we're in her perspective, mm-hmm. usually including Danny in the shots. This is the most objective shot in this whole like int- introductory sequence to Sweden, where it is, it is the car, the people inside are mm-hmm. obscured by the glare of the glass, and it's just it, this noise. It's unsettling. It's not, it's not like uh, emotional in any sort of way. No, it's it's just discomforting. And so I think it's just a great sort of like 
lead in because they could have totally done a uh, with this footage Walking you could put on sunshine. some like happy, <laughs> happy corporate upbeat music and it, oh, would, 100%. it would fit the shot really well this yeah. is what I hate and what, what, I, what I love you, is that it doesn't you love that you hate it I love that I hate it. It doesn't fit, and mm-hmm. the, but that only sells it even more. This discomforting, like we're in such a beautiful place, but it's still wrong. I do think it's a. I think Jared was right. I do think this bit is an homage to The Shining, because oh, in it The is. Shining, one hundred percent, you're driving around, you're just seeing beautiful mountains, and this is a beautiful forest. But you get that horrible sound, and you hear this. We're on our way to hell. We're on our way to die, and the, we're surrounded by beautiful surroundings. Well, the very end is a nod to the Wicker Man where someone stands in front of a burning wooden statue thing. So, which she stands in front of the burning wooden temple. <laughs> so, that that's a direct, which I think really cool that it kind of sandwiches like two horror movies. I love that. Something else that I learned is Ari Aster likes to include uh factors that from his real life into the movie. So, I think it's Mark. He has a thing for ticks. Like a phobia of ticks or something about him. So he always wear long pants. And Ari Aster actually has that. Mm. And so he always wears, like, I think two pairs of socks with long pants, which is exactly what the actor who played Mark did because Ari Aster has a thing about ticks. And I'm like, oh, that's so beautiful. It's such a small detail, but it's like (laughs) the fact that he was like, "Mm, I do that and like put it in. (laughs) He's just amazing. The images in the movie alone, along with the color composition, is beautiful it's so incredibly beautiful he's a genius he is a genius i think this is a better movie at least in my opinion than hereditary i would agree but i would have to watch hereditary yes okay i would have to watch hereditary again because i think i was a lot more open to midsummer because i had seen hereditary Hmm. but the one thing i didn't like about hereditary was that afterwards i had to search up what does this mean (laughs) because there was these symbols and stuff whereas midsummer is just like it's a metaphor for her breaking away her ties from the outside world and her abusive boyfriend and being accepted into a cult. But Whereas, also, Midsommar, I think you don't need the details. No. Um, you can very much get through the movie, have an understanding of everything that's going on. The details just serve to kind of hint. Something that's really interesting, that I just re- in Hereditary, there's a dollhouse, which kind of serves the same purpose as the tapestry in Midsommar, where it literally tells you the story before the story happens. And they do that in Shakespeare shows. Mm. It's called, well, not in Shakespeare shows, but in plays in the Elizabethan, Elizabethan era, Shakespeare's time, they had what's called a dumb show, which you watch because they're like, oh, people who are dumb won't be able to follow along with the show. So it's just a pantomime sped up version summary of the show. So I think it's kind of interesting that Ari Aster implemented that into the films being like, here's a dumb show. This is literally exactly what happens. Now we're going to go into the extended version of I think it's happens. a reverse dumb show because you only notice it on what? Your second, your third, or not even at all. Watch. You know? But I think at the same time, it still gives you the entire plot. I think a dumb show would be like, oh, man, I hope my nephew doesn't come back and get revenge. Well, if you read Hamlet, you know that the <laughs> dumb show in that is... <laughs> isn't as explicit, Joey. Well, not Shakespeare necessarily, but in, like, fiction. But it's just called a dumb show. Like, it's not, it's just called dumb show. It's not like a show for the dumb people. (laughs) Oh, my name is Danny. I am sad now. Like, no, just something of setting, setting up the plot, being like, if you catch on or if you have trouble, 
this is what happens. They do the same exact thing in Hereditary with the dollhouse, and they hint at all these little things, the decapitated bird, like all these little tiny details that are like, this is what happens. Mm. Like that thing in speech, when you learn to give public speeches, where it's like, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you it, then I'm going to tell you what I told you. <laughs> like, okay. It's, they, they literally like, pa 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 pa. Which is interesting because I left Hereditary being like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I heard that this movie should be rewatched definitely yes. uh, at least twice if you're gonna watch it the first time because there's a lot of yeah a lot of foreshadowing type of stuff that's nice to like get out like you know to point out. Yeah, yeah. There's so many details that I think even like because I love the movie. For some reason, my lady lizard brain mm. grabbed onto the movie and was like, I'm, this is my personality now. Mm. And I still find things that I'm like, I had no idea that existed or that happened. And it's... Ugh. Something I know I notice about the movie that differs from a lot of other horror films, mm-hmm. it's very bright. Yes. Like, lighting-wise. Yes. Because it's midsummer, the actual time of the year, there's like, what, nine hours of sunlight or something, mm-hmm. you know? And usually horror films no, are dark. They play the, to the shadows. It's 24 hours of sunshine. Oh, was it? Or like Sorry. 23. In that part of the hemisphere, in certain areas, it's all day yeah. or all night for sometimes months on end. And it's a real thing that people go crazy and murder people because as dumb little apes from, from like, where we originate from, like, Africa, Mesopotamia, yeah, yeah. we're used to normal day-night cycles. And yeah. when you take that away, we go a little cuckoo. Yeah. So I quirky. think Ari Aster saw the challenge of there's not a single horror movie shot during the day mm. and then made this bright movie, a brightmare, if you will, re- be one of the more disturbing movies of our time, and I think it was completely successful. 100%. I think it is so terrifying because it breaks that stereotype of not really anything being shot at night. The colors, flowers, there's all these flowers that are beautiful and they're used in interesting ways like Simon when it goes to his eyes when he's like filleted open like a freaking T-bone. Like he <laughs> like he has flowers in his eyes and I think that's just so, they're so, it's so beautiful because you wouldn't expect it and you're just watching it being like this is so unsettling but you're so glued to it. The imagery is horrifying but like colors are nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're like, your eyes are so naturally, <laughs> biologically drawn to it, but you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I think it's so cool. Final thoughts? Do you think this movie had a happy ending or a oh. scary ending? AKA for, good for her or for I her. just got brainwashed. <laughs> good yeah, for her. That's, that's what we were talking about. I think I think she is, It's it sucks. <laughs> like, she, she has a bunch of problems and... Frankly, like, her situation wasn't the greatest, but she's not in any better of a situation now. It's, mm. the, I mean, by no means, I think, if she wasn't dragged into that, she wouldn't openly be like, ah, you know what I really need right now? A Definitely Swedish not. cult. <laughs> that's, that's what will help me not. through this. But, like, she she was there at, a, at, like, the lowest point of her life where she actually started getting some support from these exact people. So, like... Uh, what's that? 
Oh my God! What's that effect? Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Thank you. You already knew. I didn't even say anything. Yeah. Of course. It, it's kinda, you were it's way too like quick. That. Of course, I know about <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. But the thing is, like, <laughs> but the thing is, if you take into account like whether or not the Cole or Pele is the one who killed her family, like, was she put in that dark place? So then mm-hmm. you have to think about is she put in a better place or not? Because she wouldn't have been in that place was it not for the cult. Well, right. even, well, if they, well. even if they didn't kill her family, it's still like. It's sad because this isn't what you would want for her after such a loss. Like, they, there's this, they know, uh, and this is, cults do this all the time, where they know she's hurt. They know there's loss mm-hmm. and they know there's a gap Taking that needs advantage. to be filled. It's not, as much as this is a community that will step up and support her, the intentions aren't fully to support her, oh, no. the intentions are to bring her in, induct her, make her one of them. Yeah. So it's to me, it's a really sad ending because, like, while she looks happy and everybody who is alive is happy, I think that's more of the point because it's it's sad in that way to where it's a loss that doesn't feel like a loss to the person experiencing it, mm-hmm. um, which is terrifying. I think it's sad looking at it from the lens of, oh, that poor girl. Like, from an outside looking in, obviously. But from her perspective, like, is the other option her going home without her friends, family, sister? Like, she would probably off herself. So what is the better thing? Does she She has nothing to go back to. She literally has nothing. No boyfriend, no family, no sister. Like, wait, that was the same thing. Um, But, like, I... But that's that's where I think that's why I think it's such a thing because she's in that terrible situation. She has nobody to go back to, and instead of getting that in a sincere way, somehow she gets it in this manipulative, controlling Mm -hmm. way. That's where I think the sad part comes from because she she gets everything she needs, sure, but. Is it what she needs? Mm. I mean, what she needs is like therapy. What she needs is therapy, medication, and to get the fuck out of there. But at the same time, like, honestly, good for her. Christian sucked. Like, honestly, like, very girl boss lens. Christian was awful for her. And honestly, but if it's taking her over four years to like realize that, you know, come on. She's never gonna finish her college degree. No. Do you really think that that is the biggest? Neither will Christian or Simon. Like, damn, or they're never Josh. gonna finish their Honestly, pieces. Honestly, sad for anyone. Sad for <laughs> anyone. Getting... Sad for Simon. Homeboy got filleted open, still alive. Chickens pecking at him. He just wanted to write his thesis. I don't think he really did anything besides being like, these sacrifices kind of suck. And they were like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Your chicken food. <laughs> like, he got. In my opinion, the worst death out of all of them. He's definitely because he was fail kept alive. Course. Yeah. Christian, didn't he take something that made him like paralyzed, so he couldn't move or anything? Yeah, in the bear. He, he got that like brown dust. Yeah. Blown in so his face. honestly, like. Pakistan. I mean, yeah, he's Pakistan. stuffed inside of a bear and burned alive, but come on, he can't <laughs> feel. He deserves it for cheating. <laughs> well, that's a thing. Like in horror oh, wait, movies, Mark did get skinned. Yes, Sorry. Mark gets skinned for pissing Ugh. on the tree. But the tree's dead. He's still pissed on the tree. Uh, he was funny. <laughs> he was my favorite one. I know. He was gone too soon. In a lot of horror movies, especially like Saw, we watched a lot of Saw, mm. um, the characters that get sawed or get, you know, are the victims of the horror antagonist are completely, like, comically awful people. Yeah. Like, the guy in Saw 2 or 3, De- uh, Donnie Wahlberg's character, he's like, 
I'll just plant evidence. I'll throw it away along with the wrong person. I don't care. And then he gets iced. Whereas Christian, we can have a whole conversation with the mutual understanding of he's a piece of shit, but did he deserve that? I I think it's a maybe. I don't think, I think anyone in the movie no. really deserved, deserved their death, but if we're right. looking through the lens of, like, how bad of people they were, Christian's definitely at the bottom of the totem pole. Like, he was terrible. Like, Mark just had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Come on, can you blame a guy? And then, like, Simon just wanted to write his thesis. Then his girlfriend got off for no reason. Wait, Simon was was Simon also writing a thesis? Wait, I don't remember. Who was the other one that was writing a thesis? It's uh. So, oh wait, it's the one who got the book. Yeah, but Josh. What was his name? His Josh. name was Josh. Josh was writing it first, and then Christian was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna yes, piggyback right. off Sorry, your yeah. work." Yeah, that's right. pissy. That was you. the one. You're right. You're right. Before I was already hating Christian when that scene happened. When like he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do my thesis here," and Josh was like. You what? On God? <laughs> On God. <laughs> Just like that? Like, uh, that that was the point where I'm like, yeah, I don't like, I don't like this Christian guy. That also, was the point? It also, that was the well, point? Well, because, like, before, it's, like, an excusable dislike. It's like, I don't like you, but you're just... You're just an asshole. Like it's it's you're an asshole. It's a dismissive like I don't. <laughs> Boy, he verbally abused his girlfriend and was like, "Sir, your family died in a murder suicide," but I don't really want you on the boys' trip. Like that was him. <laughs> and then because yeah, he wanted to so write that, the same essay, you me, were like, "Wow." That's what made me wrote, write him off. But that because he still <laughs> had his boys, so he has oh some. Oh my god! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So bro. he has, so he has some semblance <laughs> of commitment, loyalty, morality. But then he throws away that too, and then I'm like, oh, this dude just straight up sucks, sucks. Like he sucked before, but then he was like, he doesn't even respect his boys. <laughs> <laughs> I hope all of that is the that clip for this terrible. episode. Terrible. What? Nah. He disrespects women. Ah. Well, I draw the line. Where, at, that's okay. where I, that's where I wrote him up. But I'm not. He's not going to disrespect women and be like, "Yeah, he deserves to die." Like, no. It's. The, I don't think he deserves to die. I think he I deserves think he to deserves get punished. I don't think he deserves to die over a thesis either, Patrick. I think Josh, he deserves I feel bad to die for based Josh. off the fact that everybody he was with on that trip, he pushed away, betrayed, treated like a dick, all of the above. So that 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 because that was the point where nobody was safe from the Christian assholery. That's <laughs> oh my god! But he is a very real character. Oh, one hundred percent. I have like met that. people that are like him. I'm not saying I like right this here, guy. Patrick. <laughs> I'm not saying I like this guy. He was terrible. Can you imagine entire family murder suicide? Ugh, that's tough. And you're like. Wow, that's a bad guy. I'm just going to go <laughs> no, to this party for 45 minutes, babe. i am be right back. 45-minute party. Oh, I missed your birthday, too? Oh, that's tough. They come once a year. Like, my God. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He just sucks. Like, that stuff, that is but stuff for a guy more for who the just thesis. sucks. But he sucked more no, for the thesis. The, no, the thesis <laughs> I can showed feel the car being put in reverse. What the thesis showed uh-huh. is that nobody... He he didn't have bonds with anybody. He didn't have loyalty enough with anybody because before there was this idea that like my girl uh, I don't like my girlfriend. She's weird and I'm gonna uh, abuse her. But I'm gonna go on the, I'm gonna go on these trips with my boys and I like it'll be for us and I really care about these guys. This was the vibe he's kind of putting out. But then he was like, actually, I don't even care about my boys either. I'm actually fully just for me. Uh, and that's that's kind of the point where I was like, okay, this guy isn't. 
loyal to anybody, and that's where I. I do not think that was your original argument. That's why I was saying though. He did not change throughout the movie at all. This has been all. This has always been. That's the thing. He was a consistent jerkwad the entire time. Yeah, but he wasn't a jerkwad to Josh. He wasn't a jerkwad to Nate. Other than like the standard being a jerkwad to your friends. He was just a worse person because he disrespected guys instead of women. I can't win here. <laughs> no. And then you've dug yourself a hole, buddy. It's okay. I've done it myself, too. But we hey, can all agree. Do you agree. not understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm so... I get we it. We can all agree that it was a great movie, great cinematography. Okay. <laughs> she, she's pulling away from Complex it. Complex characters. Like, I will gladly talk about this further. I will gladly. With the mics off. <laughs> and the guns real. And the gun drawn. <laughs> oh, my God. But I think that's something great about the movie is that it leaves a lot of things open to be talked about and to be like there's a lot of open ended things that we can talk for hours about and it will never get boring. All right. That's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode here on Razzle Dazzle. Please let us know what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore Show. Be sure to tune in every Thursday from 12 to 1 where we are live. Catch you on the next one. That was great. Oh my god.